0: Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC.
1: Just got a text from the beautiful Margot Matidis. She really is beautiful. Inside and out. She um she was in uh Long Long Island on Friday to see me and Bill O'Reilly with John. Had a chance Margot, to see Danielle and Gabe. They love it too. She said WABC's got a big table at this huge event tonight. So there you go. I'll sit there. My friend Emily Panka, the lovely Emily Pankow, was putting together a table as we speak. So we're gonna be present tonight, WABC at this big event for Keith. Can't you? It's an AR Bernard. So there you have it. All right. all right. My next guest, of course, is a media superstar. Fox News. All those years I miss. Now he does a tremendous job with me. But I think his podcast he emailed me yesterday. His podcast, which is a video slash audio podcast, demands about eight million viewers. So we talked earlier about WABC would be smart to put Joe Boningo on weekends, and I still maintain that. Be very, very smart. Give him a show. May not be a bad idea to put Judge Napolitano on this station as well it like to be a great idea here he is judge andrew napolitano judge knopf good morning buddy how are
2: you oh good morning my friend how are you i hope the cat man is listening <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah let me let me say this him and Margot, him and Margot, don't miss a second of my show i can promise you that
2: not a second well, first of all they have a major investment in your show and secondly your show is compelling but thirdly I'm showing up at that dinner wearing a sandwich board saying, Let's <laughs> speak. He's the voice of the Jewish people well, in New York City. What are they crazy? You know, it's
1: funny. You, you know, you say that, and um, it's good and bad. It's good in that, like I said, I've gotten thousands, I'm not exaggerating, thousands of messages from folks thanking me for the courage. But I got to tell you, more than once this week, I reached out to Michael Kemper and Eddie Caban. These are the big cops in the city. And I said, I'm getting a little nervous. You know, after the FBI director, Christopher Wray, comes out, and I've never seen this in my life. If God is good to me, Judge, I'll be 57 in April. For the FBI director to come out and say, quote, there has been a gap in our intelligence. You should be concerned. These are very dangerous times. And basically, don't be surprised if Hamas terrorists in New York do in New York what they did in Israel, For Rosenberg, the Jewish Morning Show host, I got a little nervous. not going to lie to you.
2: Well, I'm sorry we live in a world where we have to fear for our safety because we exercise the freedom of speech. But there are monsters out there. We know that. We saw what the monsters did uh, to the kibbutzim in in Israel, and uh, we saw what the monsters did here on 9-11. You and I both lived through that. Uh, This this is one of the reasons that Justice Scalia wrote, the late, great Justice Scalia, that the right to keep and bear arms is a natural extension of the right to self-defense. Now, we don't have that in New York City, but we should. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report, call 1-800-862-6970, and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to DigitalDollarReport.com.
0: Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice.
1: You know, my friend Jennifer Harrison sent me a picture yesterday. um, She's a victim's advocate, New York uh, victim's advocate. Her boyfriend was murdered years and years ago, and she's never gotten any real restitution, any help from any other public officials in the city, and she's frustrated. She showed me a picture of Roslyn High School. Roslyn is a gorgeous area, upscale, on Long Island. I know it very, very well. Danielle's worked in Great Neck and in Garden City in and around Roslyn. I've got family who lives right there, too. And uh, right. right there, the students are posting in school pictures on the blackboard of the uh, Hamas, uh, I guess, slogans and mottos. And right there, right in school in Roslyn, she asked me the question. She said, we have an attorney on tomorrow because it doesn't seem like that should be legal. No, of course it is because I guess it falls under the First Amendment. But if you're a school and you're allowing that to happen, that's at the very
2: least inappropriate, no? It's dangerous. Uh, But the First Amendment uh, tolerates danger. I mean, the the freedom of speech uh, is the highest good and and the most respected uh, aspect of our history. Uh, The teachers should teach right from wrong and teach morality, but they also have to teach the freedom of speech. So we're going to let so-and-so put this uh, statement up on the bulletin board. But what's wrong with it? And they should have a discussion. And if you explain right from wrong clearly and fairly, it will be obvious what is right and what is wrong. And that vindicates freedom of speech and it also sends uh, a lesson uh, to the kids. I think it also tempers uh, the opportunity for uh, violence. It is despicable that people would be putting up signs like that. Uh, but it's better that they have the right to do that than that the government is deciding what speech we can articulate and what speech we can't. Because the whole purpose of the First Amendment is to keep the government, whether it's a school teacher or whether it's Joe Biden or anybody in between, out of the business of speech. You and Curtis and so Artie Dallas and Joe Tacopina and Bill O'Reilly and I, we all make our living on the freedom of speech. The last thing in the world we want is the government to tell us what we can say and what we can't say.
1: This is uh, Judge Napolitano, his podcast, Judging Freedom. Eight million views in October. Does a great job with me here every Thursday. There's a trial going on in Colorado, which I can't believe. They are trying to keep our mutual friend Donald Trump off of the ballot for that insurrection nonsense, even though we know for the millionth time January 6th was not an insurrection. So Colorado's uh, the trial is now there are two states that I guess are waiting to see what happens in Colorado. They may jump in, too. I spoke to Alan Dershowitz about this on the show a couple of days ago.
2: He, he seems to think there are no legs here. What do you think? Well, I agree uh, with Professor Dershowitz. Now, here's the problem. The 14th Amendment says if you once took an oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution which everybody takes from a school board janitor to the president, and of course, which Donald Trump took when, when he was inaugurated president, and then you gave aid and support to insurrectionists, you you are disqualified from seeking federal office. For, that, that was ratified in 1868, right after the Civil War. For the 50 years following that, they kept you off the ballot if they knew or suspected that you had aided the Confederacy. They didn't require due process. They didn't require a trial. But as, as our sense of due process matured, as our respect for human rights got better, as we got into the 20th century, we stopped punishing people without a trial. So today it is inconceivable to me that Donald Trump could be punished, taken off the ballot, on the basis of an allegation alone, an unproven allegation. So I don't think this is going is going to go anywhere. It's an and it's it's not people that hate him. This whole movement was started by conservative, Republican, Federalist society, academics who came up with this Crazy idea. Now, of course, the left has jumped on it because if they keep Trump off the ballot in a couple of states, they can assure that Sleepy Joe can get reelected because he'll have no opposition in those uh, key states. And and Colorado is a swing state. Uh, Whoever runs for president is going to be campaigning in Colorado. But I don't think it's going to go anywhere because it's fundamentally unfair. The American public won't tolerate it and the courts, the Supreme Court won't tolerate it either.
1: Not surprising that despite the efforts of uh, guys like the Esposito, Lolita, and Garbarino on Long Island and others, you know, Cairo, King, all of them, they want to get rid of Santos, and so do I. But not surprising that he was uh, not expelled yesterday. The fact is he was duly elected, and there's not much they can do. And I've made the argument over the last couple of weeks, and I feel strongly about this, that uh, as much as you don't like Santos, he's not nearly as deplorable, good word, Hillary Clinton, as Elon Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and these Jew-haters. I I mean, if you want to expel anybody, those are the folks Congress should be really concentrating on, those Jew-haters more than Santos. But my fear is you can't get rid of any of them because they were duly elected. Is that right?
2: Yes, you're 100 percent correct. So there's one caveat, and the caveat is that the Constitution says that each House of Congress, the House of Representatives and the Senate, can set their own rules. There is no rule that allows a person to be uh, expelled because of their biases, prejudices, hatreds, or because of allegations. Now, I share your views of those people in Congress who hate the Jewish people, but their constituents have the right to send them there if they want. And as despicable as hatred and hate speech are, they are protected by the Constitution. In terms of Santos, he hasn't been convicted of anything. This this would be the moral equivalent of keeping Trump off the ballot on the basis of an allegation to kick him out because of these allegations. Yes, the evidence is there. Yes, the evidence is overwhelming. But due process says he's entitled to a trial, a fair trial before a neutral jury, not a bunch of political hacks that think that his presence there is harming them. So I'm glad that he prevailed in that vote yesterday. The vote never should have been taken.
1: On the way out, George Knapp, uh, I got to tell you, one of the things that has really disheartened me in the news the last couple of weeks, and it comes from our own governor, Kathy Hochul in New York, she's a louse, to uh, horrible people like the president, Joe Biden, and his speaker there, Kareem Jean-Pierre. When a guy like uh, Ducey, for example, Peter Ducey, I love him, says to KJP, he says, you know, these kids on the college campuses, what they're doing is horrible, anti-Semitism, they're making kids nervous, and she redirects the conversation to Islamophobia and the Muslims. There has not been one example, Judge, not one of Islamophobia Muslim issues on a college campus. Maybe there were a few dating back to 9-11, cabbies that were treated unfairly. But the truth yeah. is... This government, whether it's our city, our state, or in D.C., any time we scream anti-Semitism, which is raging out of control with murders in the streets in countries all over the world, they feel this need to bring up Islamophobia, which doesn't exist.
2: I'm because pissed. they are, and Joe Biden is, afraid of the truth, and they can't articulate the truth. Every time that uh, woman... Uh, Jean Pierre holds a press conference. Joe Biden's numbers go down on the polls. So let her <laughs> let her talk as long as she wants. And I agree with you on uh, Peter Ducey. I've mentored Peter uh, for a long time uh, at Fox. I take pride in his work. His questions are terrific. He's fearless. He's courageous. And She can't answer. She doesn't even want to call on him. She can't answer what he says. Jimmy, Jimmy Rosen. Um, from My buddy from Newsmax is the same. They, they don't want to call on those people because they ask the right questions and the, that the Biden administration doesn't want to answer.
1: Good point. I used to uh, talk to James uh, quite a bit uh, when he was James Rosen, not your good buddy Jimmy Rosen, when he was at Fox News before he was. Dude, i love uh,
2: all my time with you, my man. Yeah.
1: No, he's a great guy, terrific guy. Anyway, you're uh, you're always great, and uh, congratulations on the monster success that you've been experiencing with the podcast. Eight million views is the real deal, Judge Knapp, and uh, we will do this again next Thursday. Stay safe and beautiful. Thank you so much. God love you, my man. Good luck at that dinner.
2: I hope they let you speak. <laughs> yeah, thank you very <laughs>
1: much. That's a uh, judge, Andrew Napolitano.